Network Podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. All right, so welcome back, everyone, to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 64 today. I want to take today and kind of clear it out a little bit. For the past two episodes, I really hope you enjoyed them as much as I did. I had a lot of fun kind of breaking apart Laura and Sarah from the Creative Guts podcast and talking to both of them about their backgrounds and kind of their strengths and things that they are into. But both of those episodes were an hour and a half long. So tonight, I respectfully to you wanted to give you a short one that you could kind of take in and uh, you know do with what you like. Solo episode today. I don't think that I've shared this on the page, and I guess this is the first time that I'm sharing it. But I do want to just let you folks know that Ryan Kerrigan, my co-host, has actually chosen to step down recently. We are 100% cool. Absolutely love that human being. Ryan's got stuff going down that nothing bad, just stuff in life where this is just no longer a feasible thing for him to be able to do every single week without just really stressing him out or or making things harder for him. And he's got to focus on what he's doing. So Ryan, uh, you know, throughout the podcast, you've seen some episodes where we didn't line up schedule wise or whatever might have happened. We've always kind of had it so that we do some episodes solo or with guests or with Ryan without him. Now, moving forward, it's just going to be me some guests or me and you, and, and we're going to just keep having a good time on here. So definitely shout your, your love to Rye Guy on, uh, on the Instagram here and uh, any DMs or emails or anything that you send over to just say that you love him. I will surely always let him know if you're listening to this and you've had a good time listening to him. And he might be back someday. We don't know. But uh, I definitely will keep up with you. So today I wanted to kind of put out a solo episode that is quick in contrast to those hour and a half long episodes for the last two. I also want to talk on something that's really recent in my life. So for those of you that have been hanging out on the Facebook page at all, you've probably seen me posting on there about a virtual marathon still running NH. That's just something that I made up. That's not an actual thing, but it kind of looks cool. Um, so what happened for those of you that haven't kind of followed me through any of like my, my chats on social or or posts on here is when 2020 happened, I decided that I was going to run my first marathon this year. So, uh, November last year, I ran a half marathon and I kind of had it in my head that I wanted to run a marathon at some point, but I hadn't set it in action yet. And that half marathon last year was really the first time. Uh, that I had run anything like even the half marathon. I had really only run 5Ks my whole life in any sort of way. And whenever I did that, it was really in some way where it was training for like wrestling or training for something where it wasn't actually any type of training to do that as a, a sport or a focus. And uh, I set in 2020, I, I like to, when the years reset, write down what my goals are for the year. So that that way I can really hold myself accountable and focused on the things that I want to get done. And usually those goals range in different things that they do for me. 
So maybe it's something in my relationship. Maybe it's something with my finance. Maybe it's something with exactly what I, I focus on. Uh, maybe it's career orientated, whatever it is. I usually set at the beginning of the year. So at the beginning of the year, I set that I would do my first marathon this year. And obviously, a lot of things happened this year that none of us had planned on, and it changed a lot of shit. So I had my first marathon. I, I, I wanted to sign up for the first one that I possibly could to hold myself accountable the earliest in the year. And the earliest one I found in New Hampshire was the Gate City Marathon in Nashua, New Hampshire. So I set that up and that was supposed to happen in May. And eventually, obviously, like many things, that got canceled and postponed till 2021. But I had already been training at that point, And honestly, I, I had been training too damn hard and doing too many things to not run this and not give that to myself after that much hard work. So I did decide to set something up. It finally came to fruition. Now we're here. So this Saturday, so from this podcast airing, once this podcast airs, I will have actually run that marathon. But for those of you live right now, uh, that is going to be this Saturday. So for those of you live, if you want to check in and see how I'm doing or you want to cheer me on or something, I'm trying to find an app to track me along the way, but I'm going to have my phone on me and I'm actually going to go live at certain checkpoints and just say hey to you guys and hopefully some of you are hanging out and can can tell me to to keep going or cheer me on or something like that and that would be really cool and uh just kind of document the process because it's something that I never knew that I would do, do and uh it's been something that's very curious to me until you get into it and start learning it just like anything else to go after it so uh first of all just want to thank everyone that's donated for the charities that we set up for it. My friend Nadine and I, uh, who have been training together for other races when we did that half together, and she's been training longer than me, but we set up two charities that we put together, both based off of things in our own lives. We were able to raise uh, $1,000, it maybe even more by, the, by Saturday. And um, you know that, that money's going to go to very good use during the COVID times and help a lot of people. So anyone from the community, I want to just thank you, a big heartfelt thank you for donating and supporting that. If anyone live uh, wants to, to donate towards it, there is a link on the event page. Uh, anyone that's listening to it, it's too late because it's over, but I promise that I will continue to do charities because it really makes me feel good and something that I like to do. So there will be more in the future if you didn't get to support. But I wanted to take this episode and just put that out there for people that might want to run a marathon. I know that we're like a creative entrepreneur podcast and we talk about a lot of audio and music and you know painting and writing and blogging and video and all these different things. But the reason why I bounce between topics so much is A, I talk off what I know and B, I think that a lot of different things help you in a lot of different ways when you're trying to pursue those things. And this has been something that's been very helpful to me as a creative in, in, and as someone that's working in a side hustle and trying to make it forward. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, I kind of just talked through was this allowed me to set a goal for the year that I will accomplish. And I don't know that I didn't do that before, but I've never taken it as serious as I have this year than any other year in my life where if I wrote something down as a goal, 
that was happening no matter what. So, I mean, I think I would have to look at it. I honestly should have had it in front of me, but to run my first marathon was this year and to buy my property to start building uh, a studio and podcasting space in New Hampshire or the seacoast area of New England. Those are really my two goals that like, no matter what happened on God's green earth, they were going to happen in 2020, regardless of COVID, regardless of any possible thing on the, the planet. So this helped me to take a goal, write it down like that, and really prove to myself that that could happen. And I've been reading Think and Grow Rich a lot lately. So if you haven't read that, really, really recommend that. It's a great mindset book based off of a lot of successful people. And some of it's redundant in some other literature that you hear because they obviously influence so many people. But I've been reading that a lot lately. And one thing that they talk about is a thing that you want to do is it needs to be a goal and it needs to be a burning passion to achieve it. You have to have a burning desire to achieve it and then set a goal and a time frame. And then by nature of those two together, your mind, your subconscious mind is then trained to find a way to do it. And that has been very powerful for me because I never thought that I would be able to build a recording studio on my own. And I haven't done that yet, but I know that it's the, all the plans are working for that. I never thought that I would be able to run a marathon and I haven't run the marathon yet. I'm running that soon, but I've been up to 20 miles in this training. So I know that I can do it. And I guess just, I really want to encourage you if you don't have like a, a goal for the year that you have a absolute burning passion to achieve really encourage you to set a goal like that. Maybe it's not like at the New Year's time when when people are setting goals anyway. Maybe it's right now. Maybe it's when this episode is finished. But if you don't have anything like that, that's a goal where you're like, you, maybe it's kind of a stretch. You have no idea how you're going to achieve it, but you have 100% intention, no matter what, that it will happen in the year, then you will just, I promise, find a way to do it. Because I'll tell you what, when I booked that marathon in May, so obviously we're we're past this now with this virtual one, so I'm I'm even more prepared, which thank God. But when I booked that, I was still running like five Ks. You know, like I didn't I didn't know how that was gonna happen. I had no idea what I didn't know the ways to eat, I didn't know the ways to train for it, I didn't know the schedule, I didn't have any idea what things you like there's certain things you do like along during it to like pace properly. And there's a million things that I've learned along the way. But when I booked it, I had no idea how it was going to happen, but I had a absolute passion burning desire for that to happen. And then I set a date that it had to happen. There's no joke. I mean, it has to happen. And the way that I am as a person is if I set a date, then I'm not backing down from it. I'm going to do it whether I like it or not. And so setting a date like that is really powerful because what happens is I'm going to take the marathon as an example, because that's what I'm talking about. But I think this is applicable to anything that you really have a burning passion to achieve. But when I set the goal for the marathon, then I immediately know that within a certain amount of time, I have to train to be able to do that. I've seen some ridiculous people go from a 5k to a marathon and they are just I don't even know how that's happening. 
But once that happened, and then I'm immediately like researching things, I'm putting myself on a schedule weekly, I'm changing my diet, I'm changing, you know, the way that I, I do things and I'm learning and I'm meeting people to connect with, to find out how they did it and learn from them. And before you know it, all of a sudden you had three or four months before the goal happens in your subconscious mind, in your, your active mind, find a way to achieve the result that you want to have because they have to, you have to do it at that point. You've set something that's accountable to yourself in a time frame, and you have to want to do it. So I'm not saying go out there and, and run a marathon. If you don't really want to run it, then like it will suck and you won't want it. You probably won't do it. You have to, whatever it is that you want to do, you have to absolutely believe that you want to do that no matter what. And then once you set that, I promise you that you will find a way to achieve it. So that was one thing that this has really done for me to as as a positive thing is just is is setting a goal and then like actually seeing what that can do when you take it that seriously and and I definitely plan on applying that and other every year I guess to come at that point because it's it the things that I'm setting are happening and uh I never took them that seriously as that before so it's been good uh the next thing I want to say about what this training has done for me. And this could, this is also applicable to any other, I'm sure like any other like activity goals, like out there when we talked in episode 10, I think with Jake Laspinato, who's a trainer friend of mine. And I've had the pleasure of training under him before is, is him as my trainer. He, we talked a lot on that one early on in this podcast about like what working out in, uh, in physical activity can do for you as a creative entrepreneur and as a, a a business owner or anything like that, because it's all about your energy and like, where can you put that and perform well with it? And I think this has a lot to do with it. And so for me, this might be particular to who I am as a person, but I will say that what this training has done for me is really put a schedule behind getting bad energy away. So for anyone out there that's like ADD, ADHD, like that, that, that has to constantly do things, constantly on the run, constantly doing things, always want to be active, like a workaholic, or you're just in that way. Like if you're, if you're like that, then I can tell you that this may be something that's very good for you because it was for me where I don't ever, the, the reason why, and this is kind of controversial, but the reason why I've never really gone in to try to get diagnosed for whatever it is with my attention span or my energy or whatever causes me to be me is because I've been so afraid of losing the parts of what make me me that I really think are great qualities or make me very good at the things that I do because I'm very obsessive about things. I always work over and over and over constantly on things. And a lot of that helps me be really good at things. However, also, it, the, there's energy that doesn't serve me, and uh, that needs to get out of there for me to be kind of in the next step. So I think like when I was younger, I just took that energy and just decided that I thought it was like a great tool and that I didn't want to give it up in any capacity. Now that I've gotten a little bit older here, I've certainly realized the power of stripping away the energy that doesn't serve you because for me, I, I need that energy to keep going and keep being active like that. But what happens is I get really scatterbrained 
and I work on multiple, multiple different things. I friggin will be sitting there mixing and then I go off and mow the lawn and then I start doing some cooking for dinner and then I go back and I work on the emails and then I'm messaging somewhere when I'm walking down the, and it's just a, a, it's a hot mess when I have bad energy throughout me. And this training has given me a schedule that has forced me to get rid of energy that doesn't serve me on a regular basis. And when I'm talking about bad energy, I mean energy that makes you not focus on getting the tasks done because there is a clear difference between being busy and doing a lot of things and being productive and and getting things done. And I bridge that gap a lot because I'm an action taker. I do actually do a lot of things, which is good, but in the middle of there, there's probably a lot of opportunity for me to do better by not doing some things and, and not spreading myself too thin. So in the process of, of training like this, if you don't do any type of uh, physical activity, I'm definitely not saying go out and just run a marathon if you don't want to do that once again. But if you need that, like that training kicked the shit out of me for months and months and months, like most, most of this year, really. And I think I will do this on Saturday and I will probably do more because I enjoy it, but I'll probably go do other things. I might not always want to run a marathon. Maybe I'll want to do some other thing, but I, I, I can tell you this is that I've decided I will always have some activity that keeps me in a normal training pattern, even though I'm not like a, a gym dude. Like I, I really could give a shit about being some buff dude. I just appreciate what that does for clearing me out of bad energy so that I can focus because I would go for these long runs and what would happen is my metabolism would go up. My energy levels would ultimately go up because my body is working constantly to just keep keep the fire stoked. So I would actually be more awake during the day and I would sleep really well at night, which is also part of bad energy. Like when you're awake at night because you've just gone all the way to midnight and you're just like still thinking, I would be able to sleep better during this. And I've also been more awake during the day because of metabolism. But then it's also just made it so that if I go for a run for an hour or two hours or three hours or something, or I'm going for these long runs on the weekend. I could really come back home and then sit at my computer for six hours and be pure productive for six hours, completely content and happy because I wouldn't need to like constantly do other things, check my phone, do other stupid shit when I'm trying to focus on something because I would be tired enough that I was focused, but not tired because the exercise was helping me a lot. So if you don't have any type of activity that you do, or you're just not consistent with some type of workout thing. I promise I'm not the person to be able to give you advice on it, but uh, I will say that it's done really a lot for my productivity. It's done a lot for my mental health, and uh, it's just done a lot for me with the way that I'm able to operate. I, I just operate a lot better with that, so I really encourage you to go find something, whatever it is that works for you, and uh, kind of do something for accountability to hold yourself in a rhythm. Maybe you set a date for something that you would do. Maybe it's just an, a, an event that you do so that you know that you have to be on board with it. It doesn't have to be something crazy. And then I guess like not to like 
dwell on it too much, but mindset wise for me, it's done a couple of different things too. Like I, I said that for those of you just joining, thank you guys for joining. First of all, we're podcasting here, solo episode. I'm talking about kind of like walking through what training for my first marathon has been like for people that have never tried to do that and might want to, or just are interested in how it could help them or, or even just running anything. But I just talked about a lot of physical things with my sleeping patterns or my energy. Mindset wise, it's done two things. For those of you that are creative entrepreneurs, your business owners, your creators, we've talked about it on the last two episodes with the Creative Guts people, really about how volatile all creatives can really be just mentally. We're, we are so up and down. You know, owning a business is so up and down, like super highs, super lows all the time, a lot of unpredict, uh, unpredictability. When you're a creator, you're constantly exposing you know, your true self to a lot of people that judge it. It's no, it's no surprise that mentally creatives and business owners, we endure a lot. And that also, uh, you know, creates issues for mindset. So I like to think that I'm an insanely optimistic person and I'm really happy a lot of the time, but it doesn't, it doesn't pull me away from anything else that other people face where I have bad days and bad weeks and bad months. And mentally, it's done a couple things for me running like this. First off is, you know, touching back to, we're talking about setting a goal for the year and then doing the goal. That gave me the ability to think about, like, to, to really believe in that, like, if you think it, you can do it. Because there's really a difference with, there's there is such a difference between hearing your whole life like if you think it you can do it and then realistically putting pen to paper for a goal for the year and then actually doing it and giving and giving yourself that because like i said earlier where if you have the burning passion and you have the goal set for a certain time then your body and your subconscious will find a way to achieve it i had no clue how I was going to be able to do this thing. And I just told myself that I was going to do it. And I knew that I would just do it if I told myself I was going to do it. But when you're actually like, see that like come to fruition with that ability that you never had before, that gave me a lot of faith in back in my gut, back in what my gut says is possible or is not possible. And I think that helps a lot with going against any type of feeling that you're not going to be able to achieve the thing that you want to do because it, it just showed me that if I want to run a marathon and I can only run a 5k, then I can run a marathon. And so for me, that really gave me a tangible aspect to, if you think you can do it. And it made me feel a lot more fired up on the other goals that I have this year, because I know that they're also going to happen. And it's, it's just, sometimes you have no idea how the fuck something is possible at all, but you have to actually know that it's going to happen and not, not in a way where you are saying it and you just have no idea and, and you kind of don't believe yourself saying it and like actually being like, I know that it's going to happen. My gut says that I can do it. And then like putting that behind it. I don't know that I had ever 
kind of like conquered something like that where I had given myself that much to conquer in that amount of time and then actually seen the results of doing it. And hopefully the same thing happens with my property goals this year of what I'm trying to do. And I haven't always known how it's going to happen. I just knew that it had to happen. And I knew that this is the things that I'm supposed to do. And I I really encourage you, maybe once again, it's not a marathon because this episode's really not about this marathon that I'm doing. It's really a, a, about what these types of things can do for you if you're if you're at all interested in this way i really encourage you you know set something that you don't know how you're going to achieve it but in your gut you know that you can do it and then even if it's a stretch goal once you do once you achieve anything like that you have to give yourself some type of win like that to make it so that you can be, you can legitimately believe your own words moving forward because if you set up things where you can't actually achieve it and then you don't achieve it because you bail for some reason or whatever it is if there's not like confines on it for like a date and time and accountability and like you really want to do it and then you do it if you never have like a win like that then it's really fucking hard to tell yourself that that is actually going to come to fruition and for me this has been a mindset switch of if i can do this if i can run a 5k and then run a marathon because I tell myself that I can do it. And when I'm running that, it's not like I'm cruising through. Like I'm not a master at this. I've been training my ass off. But like when I'm later in that run, I still feel like shit. I still have to sit there and tell myself, like usually out loud, and I scare people on the street quite a bit, but I'm usually saying that you are not stopping. And I have to use, it's not my physical at that point. The, when I hit like 17 or 18 miles, it is all mental at that point. And it is literally telling yourself that it's happening and not allowing yourself and telling yourself what cannot happen. And the power that you feel when you have that ability to like, like, hey, I told myself I was going to do this thing. I took actions to do that thing. Then I did the thing. Once you're able to get any win like that in your life where you, where you, where you had that, it's so much easier to to not feel like you're bullshitting yourself when you're trying for these other stretch goals that you have where you say, I want to do this thing, whatever it is. You want to open your business. You want to be famous. You want to do whatever. It doesn't feel that ridiculous to yourself to tell yourself that once you've had a win where you've just told yourself that you were doing something to then get there. And so that's been big. And then also like, going back to the ADD, ADHD, like all over the place type of thing. It has given me time where I couldn't be connected. It's not really easy to, you know, be on your, you know, on your TV or your computer or your phone or anything when you're running for like four or five hours. It's really not easy to do anything except for that. So it's like, I listen to audiobooks, I listen to music, Sometimes I don't listen to stuff and, but at the end of the day, there's not a lot that I can do other than run and then think. And that has given me a lot of presence back in my life that I didn't have where, you know, a lot of guests on before have talked about meditation. I I have kind of gotten into that a little bit, not as much as some of our guests, but the value in it, I feel the same thing that they get for meditation. And when I have tried it, from these long runs 
because it gives me this time to think where there's no one that can influence me. There's no one to have a conversation with to even like talk with about the subject that's in your head. There's nothing else going on outside. Like I run places where I think it are, are beautiful so I can see things that interest me, but there's nothing else to do other than think for four or five hours a week or whatever it is that you're running or whatever physical activity other than that that you can do for a longer period or regularly. And that time to think without any bias, any judgment, any communication, any distraction from technology, any other things focused for that amount of time has been crucial for me to figure out other plans because I really get to sit in there and dwell in what I, I really care about in, in, in my core without getting distracted by trying to look something up to answer a question or talk to someone and ask their opinion, get changed by it. Or I have nothing that I can do but think for four or five hours. And I've had no other activity in my life that has made me do that. And I could, it, just by the nature of who I am, it would be impossible for me to sit there at home with all these other things that I have as options to do or people to talk to, to actually do that if I didn't try to do this marathon and train like that, where I, I run out to a location where I have to run back and that's the only way I can get home. I have to run that whole time no matter what, or I'll never get home, so I have to do it. And then in that whole time, there's nothing that I can be distracted by. I have to just think and just be with myself and just be present. And that's done something for me that I've had no other time in my life to have that opportunity. So yeah, I mean, if if any of you out there want to run a marathon, I promise I've I've learned quite a bit in this process. I've had a lot of time to learn learn this from a lot of people and see what works and what doesn't work. Um, definitely feel free to hit me up on the direct messages here at Dave Wake Up if you're looking on Instagram. Feel free to email me or Facebook message me and I would love to chat with you. If you have something else that you do that offers things like this or like you get these benefits or you feel this from it, hit me up because I'd love to share that with some of the audience and I might even get interested in pursuing that because I'm, I'm probably going to keep trying different things like this that can give me that. So if you do something you think offers those things as well, definitely hit me up on here too and let me know so I can share it. And um, yeah, like once again, thank you guys for donating to the charities. Um, it's going to make NH Best Buddies and it's also going to make the Addison family very happy to have some support like that and the love. If you are on Instagram Live and you want to see what I'm up to, or you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, either way, I'll leave that content up on the page, but I'm going to go live through this thing and let you know how I'm doing. And uh, you can cheer me on or you can watch me cry and sweat because it's going to be probably extremely hot and, uh, you know, kind of a thing. So yeah, that this this episode I know is pretty short. Hope it doesn't sound too ranty when I do the solo episodes. I am in a room talking by myself, kind of to myself, but kind of to you. And it's always kind of weird. But uh, yeah, I wanted to do a short one after those two episodes. And I wanted to mix it up a little bit into something that's really, really benefited and helped my life and share what that experience has been like, just like I plan on um, sharing with you guys 
the whole process of buying this property and creating the space along the way so that you too, if you want to do it, you can too. And if you don't, you, maybe it's just interesting to you to hear all the shit that you have to do to do that stuff. So just documenting the process here. Next week, we are going to have on Jay Moss, who if you don't know, if you're an audio engineer, you probably do. He is he's someone that I fangirl on for sure. He is a very good audio engineer out of mass. And I listen to a lot of records that he's done for labels, doing a lot of hardcore and pop punk and rock and metal and things like that. He's really known for a lot of work on Bane and Title Fight and Defeater and a ridiculous amount of other bands. He mentors other audio engineers. But uh, he came out with the software that intrigues the shit out of me because I believe that it is the next portion of the industry. It is a AI-based, so artificial intelligence. I'm sorry. I know that that's probably obvious, but some people may not know. An AI-based, artificial intelligence-based mastering software. So some of you out there might be like, oh, well, that's what Lander is, right? Or uh, you know, even Isotope RX, or not RX, my God. Isotope, their mastering tool has some, some machine learning tools in it to be able to help. The difference that I've seen, I've been using this thing and I, I'm super on board with it. He's not sponsored me in any way. I'm just like on board. It masters well. So Lander's super convenient. It just sucks. It's just so bad. Like it, it, it there's some things that it can do well in uh, pop and rap for sure, but there's a lot of genres. It just has no idea what to do. And the convenience and the price is not worth it to me for that. But master or master is what it really is. His program does sound insanely good. And, you know, I think it's a piece of my industry that's going to eat its own lunch. Honestly, sorry, any mastering engineers. Some of you are, are, are insane. So like, I don't think that your work's going to go away. But I think with the amount of uptick in musicians recording at home and people getting better at it, I as a mixing engineer... We'll continue to have more work from 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 that, but I think that some of those people will definitely have a tool like this where they master their own stuff and then send it out. And there's going to be a, a lot grayer area that we live in with how music production happens. And I think that this is on the very front of it. So if you want to hear about that, that's going to be next week. If you want to hang out and see some of this marathon stuff, that'll be happening all day on Saturday. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys for donating and uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Waking Up From Work podcast. Peace.